Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm your host, Brian, a.k.a. the Red Dirt Aggie, and uh, I'm excited to be back here again today, uh, creating another episode for my loyal listeners. Be sure to share this episode and spread the word all across social media, send it to your friends. That's how we get the word out there, and uh, that keeps more great content coming your way. But uh, today's episode, we're taking a look at uh, the Aggie men's basketball team coming off a huge, huge, huge win last night. Uh, I was in attendance with my uh, friend Alex up in College Station uh, as the Aggies took down Missouri. And uh, coming in, coming into the game, Mizzou was ranked 20th in the nation, uh, and the Ags defeated them 82-64 to last night. It was uh, not just a win, but a solid win. A uh, dominant victory and a dominant performance from the Aggie team who moves to 3-0 in conference play. And uh, after what we saw happen early in the season in non-conference play, this is uh, a complete 180 for Buzz Williams and this team. And it's just, it's very nice to see. And... Uh, if you uh if you listened to listened to my rapid reaction last night you likely heard that um that there's just it seems like there's been a complete shift and if you were in attendance yesterday if you watched on TV uh these past few games particularly last night as well as um listen to the reaction then you you know for sure that uh, the attitude is changing around the team. Uh, you can see it in the players um, and in the fans. And it's an exciting time in Aggieland. We, we finally got a team. You know, maybe we have a team that we can uh, get excited about. You know, football season was a real letdown this year. Um, and so it's just it's nice to have a team, you know, a little bit of hope, maybe starting to grow. Uh, we're obviously cautious. Uh, call it battered Aggie syndrome. Call it whatever you want. But um, there's there's always a cautiousness cautiousness if that's a word where we're taking precautions uh, in trying not to build up too much hope to only be ultimately let down in the end. But uh, I do uh, I do like the style that Buzz Williams plays with to a point. I like the uh, the effort, the defensive effort, uh, giving that side of the ball attention and. Um, it causes us when it works correctly to shut down other teams. And, uh, that's what we saw last night, uh, getting them into foul trouble. One of their guys fouled out and, uh, uh we were drawing charges, earning those, uh, those turkeys, <laughs> which, um, is a, a Buzz Williams stat. And if you're wondering what, uh, what constitutes a turkey or what that turkey stat is, is it's exactly um, it three stops uh, on defense earns a turkey, and um, that's how Buzz tracks those stats. So if you ever look up at the there's a screen at the games, uh, those turkeys are tracked. There's a uh, two boxes, and they get an X, and then the other one gets an X, and then if you get another one, then it adds a turkey. Um, so if you ever see from our Twitter account at TRD Aggie show, uh, during some of the games, well, we have a, uh, turkey tracker and, uh, we try to keep y'all updated on how many turkeys we got. Also, a uh, new thing I saw at the game, um, 
Yale leaders are throwing out socks when uh, when the team uh, draws a charge. Uh, just more emphasis on defense, on drawing charges, forcing turnovers, blocks. It's uh, Defense is just as important to offense, and it's often forgotten about in the modern basketball game. And uh, so it's just refreshing to see uh, Buzz Williams and this team doing it this way, doing it the old-fashioned way, grinding it out, getting rebounds, getting boards, making their free throws, um, and then also hitting shots, though. I mean, we shot the ball pretty well last night as well. So uh, very nice to see. Um, and what I'll, uh, what I'll go ahead and do now is, um, in case you missed it uh, from yesterday, I'm going to include my rapid reaction that I had uh, immediately following the game last night uh, here in the next segment. And then stick around after that. I'll go into statistical breakdown from the game and a uh, look ahead to next um, the next game, which will be on Saturday against the South Carolina Gamecocks. What's going on? Brian the Red Dirt Aggie here. Recording this as a uh, reaction to the uh, the huge Aggie basketball, Aggie men's basketball win over Missouri today. Uh, the I believe they were the 20th ranked Missouri Tigers as they came into College Station today. Uh, probably expecting a uh, win. And Aggie basketball absolutely uh, showed up and showed out tonight. 80-plus um, points scored by the... Uh, by the Aggies, uh, incredible defensive effort. Um, shooting percentage was great. Uh, I believe we were over 40% from three and from the field, which is always a, it was the high 40% from the field and uh, over 40 from three, and that is just absolutely incredible. Uh, huge lead at halftime. Um, we took the lead at the beginning of the game. I don't think that Mizzou ever led in that game. Uh, we took the lead in the beginning and ran with it. Uh, we had a huge lead at the half. Mizzou fought back and had it to within about three to five points. At one time, it looked like we were starting to lose control of the game. Uh, the refs made a few questionable calls. Crowd's getting antsy. Everyone seemed kind of down. And then all of a sudden, Buzz calls a timeout, rallies the troops, and uh, the Ags get their act together and uh, close out that game. And... That was incredible to see to see the team come together and be able to close out a game. That is something that is absolutely necessary in conference play, and because of it, the Ags moved to three and zero in conference play. And uh, this is um, a very different team than the one that uh, I saw lose to Walford. A very different team from the beginning of the season, uh, from those non-conference games that we were struggling in. And uh, it's a vastly improved team. This is uh, Buzz Williams basketball at its finest. This is what Buzz Williams basketball is supposed to be. Um, I think uh, my faith in Buzz Williams has grown a lot from watching these games. Uh, I was starting to grow a little wary after the Walford loss. But... um, I remembered how last season went, and I uh, I definitely didn't... I hadn't given up yet. I'll be honest. I hadn't given up completely, but I was dejected. Um, I was down. 
this game has completely changed my perspective. Uh, you know, I didn't get to watch much of the Florida or the LSU game. I do know that we won those, and uh, we did have a solid performance in those games. Uh, and getting to see this one in person and see how this team was playing, the effort is there. Um, the the will and the want is there. We're playing good team basketball. I saw guys where they could have scored, giving up giving it up to their teammate because they had a slightly better look, and uh, they were rewarded with uh, an easy basket for the team and an assist on the scorecard for them. And that is good team basketball. Sharing the ball, playing defense, uh, getting rebounds, not fighting with your own teammate for rebounds. Uh, I remember watching Walford, the Walford game and seeing guys go up for the same rebound. It just seems like the communication all around has gotten better on uh, on on the court. And they look like they're having fun out there. They're working hard. And it's paying off uh, on the scoreboard. So Giga Mags, we beat the hell out of Missouri, out of a... Uh, top 25 ranked Missouri team uh, at home got a big win at home in college station uh, this looks great for our uh, for um, anyone out there who might eventually in the distant future be trying to rank move us up the ranks to I'm not even going to say it you know why it looks good it's a top 20 win uh, it it approves the strength of schedule. It makes our uh, resume better. And that's all we can ask for. Um, looking forward to the next time I get to watch Aggie basketball play. 3-0 uh, and in SEC play. Who's to say this team can't go on a run in SEC play and surprise some people? Uh, we did it last year to close out the season. If we can get going earlier this year, who knows? Giga Mags. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Alrighty, and on to our uh, statistical review from last night's big old dub against the uh, Missouri Tigers. You could say we had a tiger by the tail, as Buck Owens did in, uh, in his famous song, and I actually requested that song from uh, an arena DJ, um, Aggie Mike, DJ Aggie Mike, but uh, he did get a response back, but we'll see. He did respond to my request from um, from a few games ago after the uh, Astros had won the World Series when I requested World Series grills, uh, saying it was a pretty solid request. So shout out, shout out to uh, Aggie DJ Mike if you're, um, if you're giving this episode a listen. So we'll start. A uh, final score was uh, eighty-two to sixty-four. Um, a dominant eighteen-point win. A red-ass eighteen-point win. A whoop. Um, I was I was class of eighteen. Fun fact. Uh, fighting Tech Zaggy class of twenty eighteen. A whoop. Uh, Might have graduated in a nineteen, but we were the class of eighteen. Um, over here. So. Uh, just a look at uh, the starters. Uh, Marble Coleman started at the forwards, uh, and then you had Taylor, Dennis, and Radford all playing uh, guard. So that's uh, that's that was how our lineup was. And then you had uh, 
Marble with 11 points, 5 rebounds. Uh, and then Coleman with a very solid game. 10 points, 10 rebounds. So he had the double-double. Uh, 4 for 5 from the field to um, just a very high percentage a shot of his shots were going in. And uh, he was just a beast on the boards with those 10 rebounds. And then he had Wade Taylor with his 14 points, 4 for 9 from the field, 3 for 8, three for eight from 3, which was solid. Um, Dennis, 4 for 11 from the field, not uh, not the best, but 3 for 9 from 3, which is, you know, about 33%. Not terrible. Uh, but the 12 rebounds from, uh, from Dexter Dennis were uh, really beneficial to us uh, there in the end. And 13 points, he had an assist as well. Um and then you look at Boots Radford, who was just absolutely stuffing the stat sheet all over the place. Uh, 16 points. He had uh, six assists, six rebounds, um, some nice defensive plays. He played 38 minutes as well. And uh, that's what you want from your veteran leader, the heart and soul of the team, Tyrese Boots Radford. And one thing I'll say about uh, about Boots, about Tyrese Radford, he um, he's a lot quicker than uh than I remember. I saw him absolutely burning it down the court, uh weaving in and out of defenders, uh, and taking it to the rim, finishing at the rim on uh layups, and it looks like his his technique and um his scoring ability has improved uh a lot from last year. He's always been a solid player, a big effort guy, you know, uh fighting for the rebounds, fighting for the loose balls, playing good defense and hustle ball. But uh, this year, he's really become uh, more dominant as a scorer as well. And I think having um, another option that can score uh, on offense is, is always something that's great, right? Um, and, you know, Wade Taylor is obviously a guy who takes a lot of shots for us. Um, but last night, the shot distribution was a lot more even between uh, Radford, Dexter Dennis, and uh, Wade Taylor. Uh, all of them putting up a lot of shots. And then uh, everyone else may have taken less shots, but they were extremely efficient with their shots, and uh, that's what allowed us to be to be successful to score um, forty five points in the first half, and then you know nearly forty in the second half, and be able to put away that uh, Mizzou team. And uh, our uh, our old friend Kobe Brown, right? Not, nice to get a victory over the. Former Texas A&M commit. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but he was actually committed to Texas A&M uh, basketball before we hired um, Buzz Williams. Around the time we hired Buzz Williams, he decommitted and uh, committed to Mizzou. So um, interesting little tidbit. Uh, last night, he's probably wishing he was an Aggie after uh, taking a big fat L. So uh, he did have a pretty solid game, though. He was 4 for 8 from the field, 12 points. Uh, one for three from three-point range, five five rebounds. Um, so he's definitely a solid player and the leader of their team. And I'm sure we'll see him again, have to deal with him again at some point. But uh, it was nice to get the sweet, sweet victory over Kobe Brown. Now, as solid as the performance was, uh, it wasn't with, completely without issues. Um, after taking a huge lead into the half, uh, let me check my notes. Uh, how much were we up by? Uh, yeah, forty-three to twenty-five at the half, which was just uh, nuts to see us score forty-three points in the first half. 
being as we tend to have been more of a second half team, uh, but scoring 43 points, you know, we go and we hold a, the other team to 25 points in the first half. So it's 43, 25. You're thinking, Oh, you know, we're looking pretty good. Uh, but then, then you come out in the second half and at one point, um, somehow you have a few calls that don't go your way. And, uh, all of a sudden you look up and Mizzou's within four or five points. And, uh, that's, that's concerning, right? But Buzz calls the timeout. He rallies the troops. And then, uh, then we went right back to what we needed to be doing. And, uh, we pulled away. We went on the run and, uh, actually fun fact, we scored the same amount of points that Missouri did in the second half. And uh, because of that, we won by the the same exact margin that we were leading by at the end of the first half. So us winning that first half won us the game. So um, to be able to put up 39 points, in, nearly 40 points at both halves, right? You had 43 in the first and then 39 in the second. That's a very solid outing. And uh, nine times out of ten, if we can do that, uh, and play the kind of defense that we did uh, yesterday, we're going to win a lot of games in SEC play, and this is going to be a scary basketball team for a lot of other teams. A uh, sleeper team, a dark horse in the SEC, if we, if we play like we did then. It's just um, I my concern would be can we sustain this level of success? Can we remain consistent in what made us successful yesterday in doing those things? Because uh, knowing Aggie basketball over the years, that's always been the issue is remaining consistent. We'll go on great runs, win a few games in a row, but then lose several games in a row. And uh, it's just which uh, which team is going to show up each night. And uh, that's what we'll have to wait to see through the rest of the season. But uh, boy, was that a great team to see last night in Reed Arena. Um it was winter break, so you know the stadium wasn't uh, as full as I would expect it to be once the students come back. But uh, if you're a student in College Station, or if you're anywhere near College Station, you have a chance to go watch this team play. Show up and support this team. Um, they they deserve your support after last night, and uh, I really hope that that first game back on a Wednesday against uh, Florida. I know when the student, I think the students come back um, next week, so. Next Wednesday, they have a big game against Florida at like 6 o'clock at night. Uh, I hope that place is packed. At capacity would be nice, right? Um, usually that first game back after the break gets really full. I remember being at the uh, LSU game when we beat uh, the LSU team that had Ben Simmons. And at that time, that was the record for capacity. I also remember going up to visit some friends after I'd already graduated. It was a year or two ago when we played Kentucky at home. And they were turning away uh, students because they had sold out the entire stadium then, too. So the, those first few games back tend to be uh, tend to be big crowds. And I hope we produce another one against Florida. Uh, Reed Arena, when at capacity, is one of the loudest uh, venues in the nation. I think it's severely underrated. Um, that place can get rocking, especially when uh, DJ Mike starts spinning up some tunes. They got pretty great audio in there. And uh, they're always bumping that Kevin Gates uh, really, really. For some reason, that seems to be uh, like Aggie Basketball's theme song. They've always uh, used that over the past few years, uh, even when I was uh, um, sophomore and junior there when we had some really good teams, some of those teams that made the Sweet 16. 
Uh, they were, I always remember watching warm-ups and hearing, really, really. <laughs> so um, I will be uh, looking forward to seeing if this team is uh, for really, really real. <laughs> I, I tried I tried to make something out of it. <laughs> but uh, on the note of seeing what's going to happen the rest of the season, we, uh, we got to take a uh, look ahead to this. Saturday, uh, that'll be the next game. Um, the Aggies will be uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, taking on the Gamecocks. Uh, Tip-off at 5 p.m. Central. And uh, Gamecocks leading scorer Gregory Jackson the second. Uh, he's a forward. He's averaging 15.8 points a game, 41.2% from the field with 63.5% free throw shooting. And... Um, He'll be a key guy for them. As far as the Gamecocks, they're they're averaging around 65 points a game, uh, giving up around 70 to 71 points a game, shooting about 40% from the field, uh, averaging around 36 rebounds a game, 11 assists, 3 blocks, and 5 steals. Now if you compare that to A&M, A&M averaging 75 points a game, uh, of course, that uh, that game last night obviously raised that average up some, but uh, giving up around 67 points a game, shooting 45% from the field with uh, 36 rebounds per game, uh, 13 to 14 assists per game, about two to three blocks a game, and eight steals per game. So nearly twice as many uh, steals the Aggies get compared to the Gamecocks. That's that Buzz Williams defense, that turkey action coming at you. Um, the A&M's last five games were uh, were all wins. Uh, them being against Northwestern State, Prairie View A&M, Florida LSU, and Missouri. We defeated uh, Florida sixty six to sixty three. In case you forgot, when uh, when we forgot the jerseys at the hotel. Uh, then came home that Saturday and beat LSU 69-56 to last Saturday. And then just last night, we defeated Missouri 82-64. to Now, if you look back at South Carolina's last five games, uh, they defeated Western Kentucky uh, 65-58 to on December 22nd. December 30th, they took down Eastern Michigan uh, by a score of 74-64. to they uh, then went on the road uh, to Vanderbilt and lost 84-79 to in overtime, a close one, and then got absolutely boat raced by Tennessee, 85-42. to And that was at home in, in Columbia on January 7th that they lost to Tennessee, 85-42. to Just brutal. Um, but then they traveled to Kentucky and uh, got a win in Rupp Arena, 71-68. to uh, Kentucky down bad this year, by the way. I don't know if uh, any of y'all saw on social media the fan that got kicked out of uh, Rupp Arena for holding up a sign that said uh, "Go to Texas" or something like that for <laughs> Coach Cal. So that's uh, that's something. <laughs> it's uh, something indeed to see Kentucky struggling this much this year. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen Kentucky basketball in a, a state that it's in right now. But uh, back to to this game, to the Gamecocks. Um, according to the uh, ESPN's 
matchup predictor, it says that A&M has a 82.3% chance to win. I don't like being favored in any, in any way <laughs> as an Aggie because it just tends to never work out for us. Uh, whenever we're pretty solid underdogs is when we typically tend to perform a lot better. So, um, you know, think back to football. It seems to be in all sports, too. Think back to football. Uh, App State lost, right? We were, uh, you know, definitely not underdogs in that game. And then uh, LSU, definitely a big underdogs, right? And we went out and won. So it's just, there's a lot of, uh, it makes me... Mm, May want to make one of those statements like I am confusion, right? I uh, I don't know how any of that works when we can be so heavily favored and then lose, or be so heavily ranked as an underdog and then pull up a win. You just never know in sports, and that's what it comes down to. But we but numbers say we have an eighty two point three percent chance to win on paper with South Carolina having a seventeen point seven percent chance to win. Just to give you an idea of the level of teams the teams. And um I would love to give you more analysis on South Carolina basketball, but to be completely honest, I haven't watched too much South Carolina basketball. I've been watching some Aggie basketball. And uh, I did make my way to a Rockets game and uh, watch the Rockets get absolutely torched by Luka Doncic and the Mavs. Uh, it was basically the Rockets versus the Mavs, but that's that's a story for another time, maybe another podcast. We focus on the Aggies here and uh, and good Texas music, which, by the way, leads me to my uh, to my next order of business, which will be to name the. Uh, Texas slash Red Dirt country uh, music songs of the week here on the Red Dirt Aggie Show as we uh, are going to resume doing every Thursday. And um, today's songs are as follows. Uh, Song number one will be South Texas Tradition by John Bauman. And uh, John Bauman's a great uh, songwriter. He's actually got... um, some uh, some big songs that have been tracked by uh, major mainstream artists as well. He had uh, Gulf Moon get recorded by Kenny Chesney. Um, I think Randy Rogers recorded one of his songs um, as well. And there's another artist too that did another one that I'm having a trouble remembering. Uh, if I do, we'll post it on social media for you. But um, the second song of the week will be Take It From Here by Rich O'Toole. Um, I'm not sure if we included this one as a song of the week in the past or not, but uh, it's a, it's an underrated song, uh, particularly an underrated song by Rich O'Toole, not one that gets as much of attention as some of his other ones. But um, I don't know if many of my listeners remember, but back on uh, episode four, I think it was like the fourth episode ever of the Red Dirt Aggie show, we got the opportunity to interview Rich O'Toole, and it was a ton of fun. If you've not listened to that episode, go back and uh, give it a listen. But Take It From Here by Rich O'Toole. And then our uh, third and final song of the week is Tacos and Tornadoes by Co Wetzel. And uh, this is this is a uh, an old Co Wetzel song, uh, probably for most of you who uh, maybe started listening to Co Wetzel more recently. 
But um, this song came out back in 2015. It's off of Co- one of Co Wetzel's uh, early albums uh, when he was uh, still the full name of their group was Co Wetzel and the Convicts. Um, and the uh, the name of the album was Out on Parole. And uh, Tacos and Tornadoes. It's uh, it's a bit of a goofy song, um, but uh, it's it's one of the originals. It's um, a little bit more country sounding, but uh, it's it's still that great uh, Co Wetzel that we've uh, come to know and love. But thanks again for listening to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Um, stay tuned to our social media accounts for uh, new announcements. Um, of planned guests and uh, more sports content coming your way. We uh, we do have an episode that will be coming next month uh, featuring the Weathered Souls. We did an interview with them. Uh, they're they're a uh, awesome um, up and coming uh, Texas music group. Uh, they play uh, more of a rock and roll style. Uh, they opened for Whiskey Myers back when I saw them and Shane Smith and the Saints in the Woodlands. And uh, they opened, played before Shane Smith did, and then Whiskey Myers came out. Uh, we have a whole episode detailing uh, that concert as well. But uh, it was a lot of fun interviewing Weathered Souls, and I can't wait to uh, for y'all to hear that interview. It'll be coming next month, um, probably middle of the month. And, um, yeah, can't wait for you to hear it. So thanks for listening to the Red Dirt Aggie Show today. Beat the hell out of the Gamecocks this weekend. Beat the hell out of Florida next week. And all that's left to say is gig'em and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. This episode of the Red Dirt Aggie Show was presented by Heritage Pools. Give them a call at 281-896-5061 today.